0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me. So here we go. Yesterday, I told you that there were people who were going to go to the house where these or where the little man looking thing was spotted. Well, that had to be postponed, not due to anyone's fault, but the homeowner's um we're not going to be there something came up so that has been postponed until this coming Wednesday so as of right now i still don't have anything new to um tell you about this particular house although when when it happens i will let you know i've been you know me i'm nosy and so i've been really wanting to get to the bottom of this and see what's happening here. So I'm just, I was like disappointed. Okay. So, I mean, it's going to happen this week. So Wednesday. All right. All right. Well, um, I'm going to tell you an experience that I had now. I don't know why I, it might just be how I am. It might be because um, of the work that I do, but I remember people's faces. If I know your name, I'll remember your name also. But faces, I always remember people that I have met or even had a short dialogue with, even at a store. I'll remember the people's faces if I ever see them again. So a while back, I was at Bank of America, and I was out at the outside, you know, the walk-up ATM. So there was this man, and he was standing there, like if he was waiting in line, but he was kind of off to the side, just kind of wandering a little bit. So all I said to him, because I wasn't sure, I said, are you in line? Because I just wanted to know. And he said, well, if you're in that big of a hurry, go ahead and go in front of me. And I was like, no, I was just wondering if you were in line. So I I was just thinking, you know, what a dick. But anyways, he went ahead and when it was his turn and he went and then I just went after, you know. And um, I remembered his face because somebody who's just going to pop off like that at you, you're going to remember them. It's not every day when I run into people like that, who are just so rude or hateful, whatever you want to call them. So anyways, okay, whatever. So this is, I'm going to say, this has been a while ago. This has probably been like, man, I, I can't even tell you, maybe eight, seven or eight years ago. That's how long it's been. So recently, I was going to the market. So as I'm walking through the parking lot, this man is out there and I was getting a cart. I was just, you know, the people, they leave carts out in the middle of the parking lot. So I was getting one of those. I was going to use it instead of having it hanging around out there, maybe bumping into someone's car. So I get that cart and I'm starting to walk towards the entrance. And this man is like in the, that little place next to the handicap area where it's a no parking and there are just like some lines at a diagonal right there. So he's standing there, like if he's gonna leave his cart there and he says, Where are you from? And I looked at him and I kind of looked around, like who's he talking to? And so I said, LA. I thought he was gonna be cool, you know, whatever. Maybe he thought he saw me before, but then because this guy was wearing a, like a baseball cap. And then I thought, I kind of recognized this guy. And he said, you were born in L.A. at, and, and uh, I said, yeah, I was born in L.A. at hospital there. And I, and I wasn't going to name the hospital because I started getting kind of like a, like this strange vibe. And then he said, oh, yeah, I know where you were born. You were born in the condado, okay? And that, in Spanish, that's like the county, like the county hospital, you know, the the free hospital. And I just laughed. I said, well, I was born in L.A., but I wasn't born in the condado, okay? And so then I just started uh, going on my way. And he said something to me under his breath. I don't know what he said. And when I looked at him, he was looking at me out of the side of his eyes. He wasn't looking at me straight forward. He was looking at me through like the side. And I said, I know who you are. I remember you. And then he's like, oh, you do, do you? I said, yeah, I remember you. And I also know what you are. Because once my mouth opens and the words start coming out, Then it's like this non-stop type of thing. And then he kind of like had this, he didn't jump, but he like moved. You know how you like kind of jerk your body? He kind of did that. And I said, yeah, I know what you are. And as a matter of fact, you can get away from me and you're not welcome to speak to me. And you're not welcome to come within this Radius, and then I made a circle with my, like with my um, finger, you know, that index finger, and then he didn't say anything else. He just like stood there, and then I walked on off, and I didn't turn around. But I'm telling you, I could feel like his eyes drilling into me as I walked away. These type of things are. We all. I always um, tell about the attention getters. So, the first encounter at the bank was the attention getter. See, this had to have been for me. So, even though it took many years for this to happen again, I mean, it still happened this thing still presented itself to me. What this is, I, I told them I know what you are, but I really, really don't. There are many different things that it could be as well as it could just be some really, I mean, there are wicked people in this world. It could just be some wicked person, not anything like a any type of... Um, entity or specter or anything like this. This could just be a wicked, vile individual, which he definitely is, because that feeling emanates off of this person's body. And I started getting... um, I don't know how it's it's kind of like anger but it's not really anger. It's um it's a different type of feeling that I get when I'm confronted with these type of individuals. And this isn't my first rodeo with this sort of thing. So then as I went into uh the market to do what I was going to do and then I thought, you know, just because I don't recall another incident with this person doesn't mean that there wasn't one in between these seven or eight years. There could have been. He could have been around and I just didn't see. I, I didn't see him. He wasn't in my view. So these type of things, um, they they don't happen to everyone. But it's not like they don't happen at all. I've had a few of these type of encounters, and while in well, I, while I really, really believe that this is just a wicked individual, there is also another side to this that says that what is compelling this strange individual to do these type of things? What is compelling this, this person to believe that he can approach me and that he can say things to me that uh, I, I think that, well, he's trying to intimidate me. Well, that's not going to happen because while while I don't believe that anyone's better than anyone else, I mean, I'm better than that. He's not going to intimidate me. I'm better than that. So I just felt afterwards, it's almost like then I, I realized, oh, I could have said this, I could have said that. And when we look back, at maybe things that happen to us, even just with people. You meet some rude people sometimes and they just make you so angry and at the time, you can't really think of much to say to them. It's not until afterwards you think, oh man, I should have said this or I I could have told them that. Well, the reason that we don't at the time, is because we're not supposed to. I have realized this in my life. Anything else that I would have said at that time was, see, I wasn't supposed to say. It's either I save it for a day when I'll, uh, I'll need it, maybe another time, maybe another encounter, or that was enough. Because... Then, actually, the next thing that I was going to do was I was going to rebuke him. And that was floating around in my mind at the time. It was like almost at the tip of my tongue, but I didn't. So I know that there's a reason for that. It wasn't for that moment. So, and, and was it the same person? Yes, it was the same person. I remember his little bit of an accent. He reminded me of like one of these guys who used to be like, um, you know, like we call him vato locos. He looked like a guy that used to be like that. And, you know, they get older and then we call them veteranos and stuff like that. Like, oh like a you know like a old older guy who used to be from the hood and maybe still is so i remember him there are not a whole lot of guys like that around where where i am and where where i go but that's not the reason i remembered him i remembered his face i remembered his voice even though it's been almost around 8 years ago or so i remember so anyways um that's my, my well that's uh, one of my more recent encounters. Um the other one that I want to tell you about is this was actually told to me by someone in my family and this person doesn't go for anything spooky you you can talk about certain things in front of her and this and that, but and she will um she will tell about certain things that have happened to her also or certain things that have happened to people that she knows, and so on, but she just doesn't get into it. she's just i guess she's just really not interested. she knows things happen, but she's just like, "Yeah, well, you know, and this and that, so She's not going to like sit around the campfire and tell spooky stories like I would do that. And I like to hear people's. but she's just more like, oh, I'll tell you what happened to me or I'll tell you what happened to my cousins and my mom, you know, back then and this and that. But she's just really not into it. So she told me that when her and her husband were first married, they lived in this small house in L.A., and when i say la i mean la they didn't live like in downey or southgate or Huntington park they lived in la i want to say that it was in the vicinity somewhere of the boyle heights area so they lived in this little house and this was in the 1970s she says So there was uh, a lot going on at that time, I guess, uh, at the time that they were first married, there was this journalist who was killed at some bar, I believe it was, in East LA, and there were a lot of, um, there was a lot of tension with, um, the police, with, uh the Hispanics, you know, the Chicanos, there was a lot of um, tension going on at that time. So she says it was sometime after midnight, and she said um, they heard a voice in the house that woke them up, both startled them awake, and it was a male voice saying, is there anyone home? Is there anyone in here? And she said, her and her husband both jumped. Like, what in the hell is that? And then they heard it again. Are you in here? Is there anyone home? So they jumped up. And they started, like, getting dressed to come out of their the bedroom. And there's nobody there. There's no one in the house. Everything's secured. There's no TV on, no radio on, no nothing. And... 1970s, I mean, there was no streaming music, okay? There was no Pandora. You um, didn't have your TV on some sort of a thing where it could go on automatically at like 7 a.m. or whatever that we can do now. There was none of that. Their technology was just not there at the time. They were not in an apartment. They were not in any type of attached house it was just a single family home. Not only that, but in certain parts of L.A., there are spaces between houses where some of them look like maybe there was a house there before, but it was long gone So you've got like a little bit of like empty lot, maybe next to you, behind you, whatever. So you're not right on top of each other, like with uh, in a track neighborhood. So they don't know what this was, even now. And her husband's like, yeah, we do not know what it was. We both heard it, it was in the house. They said it wasn't coming from outside. It was coming from inside the house. Even though it woke them up, once they were awake, they heard this voice again. That's when they jumped up and started getting dressed to see what was going on. They thought maybe it was the police. So that's why I threw that in there at the beginning of the story. Because that's what their first thoughts were. There was a lot going on at that time. They were living pretty much right in the middle of things, so they thought it was the cops. Nope. It was nothing, and it was no one. And then they went and looked outside. They went out the door, looked around. Nothing. Everything's quiet. So these, uh, I mean, I know people who hear things, but this just seems to be very, like, pretty intense and very well defined because a lot of times when people hear things it's not clear it may be a little muffled may seem like there's static in there like what i have heard before but this was loud and clear and nothing going on at all so you see um a couple of nights ago when i just did that brief little um update when I said, you never know what's going on next door, like at your neighbor's house. It's because one of the reasons are stories like this. The other reasons are the people that are having this encounter with this little thing, whatever you want to call it, uh, gnome, whatever, their neighbors have no clue. So when you're when you live in a track area, track neighborhood, I mean just look to the left, look to the right, look across the street. You don't know. People aren't usually gonna come out of their house and say, My house is haunted. Um you know, they're they're not gonna do that. So you just don't know what's going on. Unless, I mean, I have heard about people running out of their houses. If it's extreme. I have heard of things like this. And then what happens? Oh, they're probably drunk. They're probably doing drugs, you know. Then you get the the neighborhood people just trying to, like, demonize them when they could very well be having things happen in their house. You just never know. So these these type of things, see, it didn't happen to them again. It happened to them that one time. They've had other things in that area. But as far as this, it was only a one time it was a one time gig. So that to me would be An attention getter. I hear about people all the time. Oh, I only had one experience in my entire life and so on. That's the attention getter. And it all depends on what you do after that. I'm not going to say in every single case, but in the majority of cases, if you choose to run after it, if you choose to acknowledge, then there's a good chance that you're going to have more and more just like when i said the thing about when you are a sensitive or when you are when you see certain things and when you have certain experiences that first one when you acknowledge it when you i mean you can't help it you look and you notice it well when you see them they see you noticing them and that starts the ball rolling and yes it's human nature of course you see something you're going to look so that's why that's one of the reasons anyways why we've got so many people who have had experiences some only had one but they chose to just say "Ah, whatever it was my imagination or i was tired but then you have others who, like me as a little girl, I got down off that bed I was jumping on, and I looked under the bed. I looked around. I went into that attached bathroom there, to that master bedroom area. I was searching. So they saw me, hear them. They saw me searching. So, I mean, but it's human nature. So what are you going to do? Majority of people, I think, would, okay, well, I can't say majority, but a lot. A lot of people would, I, in my opinion, have done the same thing that I did, even though I was only about five years old, five or six. But then you've got those people who just like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention. I don't care about stuff like this but I have had an entire lifetime of uh, unexplained, mysterious things. And I always tell myself the day these things, because some of them are just so not creepy. Some of them are just so like, uh, I can't even think of a word for them. not lame, but kind of, in a way, lame. Like, oh my gosh, who does this happen to? See, I think to myself, when that stops, then I'll be scared. As long as it continues, okay, everything, everything's fine. When it stops, that's when I'll be scared. So anyways, guys, um, that's all I've got for today today. I am pretty disappointed, like I mentioned earlier, that I couldn't come on today with an update and with some sort of a uh, closure about what's going on there at that one house. But I um, I will keep you updated, and as far as right now, which is Monday, um, they are going to get out there this coming Wednesday. Okay, so I look forward to that and seeing what's getting ready to happen. And also, there's something else that we've got in the works coming up. I was just contacted like five minutes before I came on. I was contacted about a certain house in the vicinity of where I live. So, right now um we're going to reach out to the owners of this house to see if they have any interest at all in letting us at least take a look or if they are experiencing anything because this particular house is well i don't know about right now but it has been quite active and as far as I have done research on this house. It was not good. So we're going to be looking at that also. Keep you updated on that. Okay, so thanks again. And I will be talking to you on Friday. And I hope at that time, and I'm pretty sure, I will be able to share with you what went on with the gnome house. Now I'm going to give it a name, okay? The gnome house, right? So everybody have a great week and thanks again. Ciao.